the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. morning and welcome into Rob Black and your money I'm Rob Black talking about your money it's a show that's evolved over time from being really about tech investing as a way of singling myself out to being a lot more about personal finance and your money getting your retirement I still talk about the markets because I love doing it it's my passion it's my love it's my joy this week, I'm going to work on Friday. People looked at me kind of funny, like, why aren't you taking Friday off? Be with your loved ones. And in a very Richard Gear moment, I said, I got no place left to go. Got down and did 10 push-ups. I, I wouldn't think otherwise. I love talking about money. Got a message on Facebook this morning. Hey, Rob, what do you think about Bruce Berkowitz? Should I keep an eye on to see what he's buying? Love the show, especially when you get crazy worked up. Last week, I blasted a guy in, who emailed me, and I, I really didn't blast him between you and me. And I really didn't get worked up. The radio persona is very different from the real bl- Rob Black persona. I was talking to a balloon artist this weekend. I know you're, saying, you're kidding, right? No, I can't make this stuff up. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah. I heard once you said that old people should be euthanized. I was like, I don't remember saying that. Like, you get on the microphone and you, you try desperately to infotain people, to show people, hey, the problem with the old people is that they don't pay income taxes. Now, that's the end of my argument. That's the end of my statement. I, I don't want to hear the logic they put their money in the system. I just want to say they're taking money out of the system now. That's the problem. I love old people. They're so cute and adorable, especially when they chew food. Later this morning, I'm going to have an old person live and in studio right here. man named Will Durst. He's, uh, well, let's put it this way. He's older. He's a political satirist. He's uh, from San Francisco. He's a friend. I'm honored to know him. I think he's one of the most brilliant comic minds in America. Um, You know, he's comedy for people, in my opinion. That, you know, who read? He's not necessarily comedy for people who, who, you know, it's not a lot of fart jokes. 
So Will Durst will be in live and in studio. We'll get through that, hopefully. Uh, it's always a good time talking to him. I, I catch up every year, two years. Anyhow, in any way, let's talk about these old markets, shall we? Strong start for the equity market today. And I was actually talking with Chad Burton late last night. He called me around 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, you okay? You drunk? Like, why are you calling? Like, I, th- I just thought I was going to get I love you, man, kind of statement from him. I just wanted to talk about the Amazon Kindle and get in it as a gift. I said, you should get the Chia Obama. Much, much more popular. He's like, it's for my kids. I'm like, yeah, your kids will like it. Teaches them uh, presidents. So anyway, um, off topic already. Strong start for the stock market. Oh, okay. So last night we were talking about one of his analysts is 32 years old. And I was kind of like, well, he probably hasn't really seen an up market. Like a really strong up market, even though we're up 34% in the last three years. It's been nothing but high unemployment for basically this guy's investor lifetimes. I define investor lifetime from age 20 to 60. And you have to kind of go through these markets. You have to go through good markets, bad markets, sideways markets. You got to study them. And you get that everything's going to be okay. And if it's not, we're all screwed. Period. It's going to be a strong start today. Markets are up nicely. We've had some low volume sell-offs recently. Probably a little function of what's called tax loss selling. So let's say you made 30% on Apple this year. You try to match it with with losses so that you can go to your accountant and I do not give tax advice. I know how to give tax advice, but legally the IRS says don't give tax advice unless you're a CPA. But you take your tax gains, tax losses, you go to your CPA and you say, hey, I got some business mileage. I got this and that. Yeah, you figure it out. So some people are selling right now. Thing to watch for today, in my opinion, is not how the market opens, but how it closes. We're closing at the year, not with a Santa Claus rally. I love the jolly old fat man. See, I do love old people. I think Santa Claus was impotent, sterile, never had kids. Fat, diabetes, is that what it was? Probably. I think Mrs. Claus was just mean. These are things that bother me. These are things that keep me up. Like Donner made Rudolph. Clearly there's some mating going on up there. But anyway, I digress. So some bargain hunting goings on right now. Italy and Spain have seen their yields in the 10-year notes drop by 35 bips. So people are feeling a little bit more comfortable with European debt. Now again, it's so friggin' fragging yo-yo. I can't, I can't, I can't pin anything on this. The drop in eurozone bonds is being looked at favorably. Hey, good day. Some people look at this market as market risk on, market risk off. A better than expected German business confidence reading for December is another factor underpinning the market this morning. If if you were to ask me, will I read that headline a year ago? I would have said there's no chance in hell. Like there's no chance I'm going to be talking about German. Business confidence. It's not going to be relevant. This German crisis, European crisis, 18 months old now, and it's still freaking fragging relevant. November housing starts was better than expected. This is good because contractors, people with butt cracks, people with blue collars, people who swing hammers, people who put in electricity, this means housing starts, hey, 
gather your crew. We're getting back to some more work. Crew gets paid. Crew drinks Budweiser. Crew gets paid. They pay their mortgage. Crew gets paid. They take their wife on a, a vacation. Go on vacation, tip the waiter. Go on vacation, you pay the airlines. So it, it trickles through. So we saw a 25% jump in multifamily starts. That's a little bit too high. Like when you see a number like that, you're like, uh-oh, there's going to be some seasonality here. If you exclude the effects of the home buyer tax credit, this is the highest level of starts since October 2008. That's good news. Another thing I was talking to CFP Chad Burton about last night was the economy's going to be okay in 2012. It's not going to be hot. It's going to be on the colder side of warm, but it's still warm. Number of units under construction increased for a third consecutive month. So not only is it the best number in a long, long, long time, but it's trending higher. Positive developments have overshadowed the news that AT&T is dropping its bid for T-Mobile. They're going to take a $4 billion charge for a failed deal. Now, everyone knows that I was married to a Playboy model for less than a year. Cheated on me with an old French guy. And basically left her email open. So, yes, I've been humiliated publicly about this. Yes, I've dealt with it. I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, I was married to a Playboy model. Ding, 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 ding. Um, with that said... My divorce wasn't $4 billion. My breaking up wasn't $4 billion, so I don't feel so bad about it. And actually, I had it set up so that I wasn't going to get hosed in any way, shape, or form. But that's neither here nor there. So Santa Claus, is he coming to town? Will a Santa Claus rally help the markets close the end of the year? I hope so. That would be fun. It would be nice to talk about. It would take some stress off you. It's always good when the you know the Niners win. It's always good when the market rallies. Right now we got the Dow up 239 points, up 2%. NASDAQ's up 2.2%. SP500 up 2.1%. I got Will Durst coming in a little later in the hour. Um, with that said, you know, stay tuned for it. He's a all-American jewel, in my opinion. Take a break here. You listen to AM1220. KDOW coming up headlines Call Rob Black now 800 516 1220 That's 800 800- 516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, talking investing. More. What you want to talk about? What you want to talk about? Who you want to be? Come on, baby. Uh, we can talk about anything you want. You know, um, good tidings. Stock market's moving higher. Some really great housing search numbers. Some German confidence. Again, did I think that was going to happen? No one predicted that Germany would be in this kind of drama for your mama kind of scenario. I like it. Every year, I think people become smarter when it comes to political issues. Like when Clarence Thomas had that crazy appointment to the Supreme Court, people were like, what? We got nine Supreme Court justices? I thought we had five. 
And, and people learn. Like, Congress isn't an office. There's senators and representatives. Like, slowly but surely, people learn. Like, right now, there's a, a payroll tax bill that's being held up. And that's money that will be real money, that if it doesn't get approved, the board op's going to lose money in his paycheck, and I'm going to lose money in my paycheck. Now, again, I don't feel bad for me. I'll be okay. I've saved money. I'm one of those people, um, I do really, really well at, at figuring stuff out. I'm not surprised when it happens. Some people get surprised. Big story in Bloomberg today. Pepsi shares to outperform in 2012. The downside, again, on some of these end-of-the-year things is they don't know you. And that does bother me. Because a lot of people like you cheat. You're like, well, I'm just going to read a couple of your top eight stocks, and that looks pretty good for me. I, I've never heard of it. I need an oil play, and this one, well, it's $20. It's better than a $40 stock. Stock prices mean nothing. So some of the simpleton things that you think you know are, are massive failures. Stock prices mean nothing. It's just as easy for a $10,000 stock to go to $20,000 as it is for a $2 stock to go to four, as it is for a million-dollar stock to go to $2 million. It's all about it's all about you know market cap and revenues and earnings and supply and demand and who wants to hold it and who doesn't. Here's a headline that you don't see every day. Amish teen's death ruled a homicide in Ohio. Got to admit, that's a new one, right? I had a, um, a girlfriend, uh, a great girlfriend, Amanda. She's one of the loves of my life. She's one of the most important people I've ever met. Uh, she grew up in Amish country in Erie, Pennsylvania. She's a nurse, incredibly sweet. She works for Dr. Blendy in the, in the, the city. Um, she once worked at like a, a VA hospital. They dealt with a lot of Amish people that would come in. Uh, no, it was a Shriners Hospital, excuse me. And um, so they dealt with a lot of Amish people. And a lot of people don't know this, and this is where this, the story gets kind of sad and tragic. It's an incredibly inbred society. Um, the levels of retardation are, are massive. And um, she actually dealt with one patient who couldn't smile. You know, the genes just get so messed up because it's in such a small gene pool. And I actually have a story about this. Um, the genes get so messed up that, you know, this girl couldn't smile. Cute little 12-year-old girl, you know, laughs her brains out. Can't smile. It's one of the weirdest things you'll see in your life. So anyway, one time me and Amanda were driving home for ho-ho-ho. And uh, to see her parents. And I was offered money to be a gigolo. Inside the Amish community. One man offered me his wife for 200 bucks. I'm like, nah, she's got a beard. Like, I thought about it. Like, $200 to a college kid, you're, you know, fresh up business student guy. Like, mm, no. But, yeah, I know these are little. Sometimes I let these stories out of my life that I'm like, I'm surprised I'm telling them. But I'm surprised they actually happen to me, too. I have to imagine some of you have been offered money to Help the genetic pool in the Amish community. But anyway, Amish teen's death ruled a homicide. She was found unconscious on the ground beside her horse-drawn buggy last week. Like, this so badly screams of a CSI episode, doesn't it? I've never seen one episode of CSI. I don't know if that makes me a genius. 
or know that makes me weak. It makes me something. Other big stories of note today. Murdoch Papers are settling with seven phone hacking accusers. That's a story that got some hair on it this year. I think we're starting to see, and uh, I work with a guy named Greg, who it's pretty well documented that, uh, you know, he's a good guy. But he, he was con- he's convinced the government's, like, watching everything we do, like the whole AT&T, how they're sending messages back to the FBI. He listens to Elvis. That's all I'm going to say. The House is debating the payroll tax cut. Will they go on vacation before they pass it or not? I bet they do. Not. Um, Other big stories of note. AT&T is breaking up with Metro PCS and Sprint's up huge. Firefox 9, it's out. It's 30% faster than the last version. Firefox, um, a project of Mozilla. Mozilla kind of inherited Netscape's core. What's interesting to know about this is, like, you know, I got the Firefox browser, and you know, I, I use it, and I hear all these great things about it, and chocolate, and peanut butter, and nougat, and it's great, and you know, it's hot and sexy. It's, it's, you know, ooh, Nancy Pelosi, she's on TV. But um, so Firefox, one of the areas where Firefox may go down is. Eh, Google continues to come out with more product. And one of their products is Chrome, an operating system, but we also know they're working on what's called an ice cream sandwich. And Firefox, every time you download it for free, you get that, you know, check here if you want to use a Google toolbar, of which Google gives Firefox and Mozilla a buck. And that's part of the way they stay funded. That's part of the way they keep cash flow going. Google's going to say, I'm sorry, but we're not going to give away the, the dollar anymore and screw you. Because now Google's Chrome has as big of a market share as Mozilla's Firefox. So slowly, but, you know, that dumb little click here, that dumb little click here will probably ultimately end the life of Firefox. Lockheed Martin's in the news today is headline news. They've won a Japanese order for F-35 fighters. Um, Lockheed Martin, we did a little story yesterday on them. And how it's a company that's a value play. It's a dividend play. It's a lot of people are thinking Obama's going to have to slash their budget or Congress is going to have to slash their budget. But the company knows this. You know, they're not drunk. They're not like, oh, God, we're never going to get free government money again. They've been buying back their own shares. They've been tightening their belts. Interesting. You know, when you get that kind of controversy on a stock, it creates opportunity. The children... These are the children that haunt me. They're the children that stand at my door. They sing all night long. Oh, yeah, I just left uh, the DVR on. It's Rob Black and your money. AM 1220, KDOW. Coming up, Will Durst. Phone lines are now open. 800. 800- 516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. These holiday shows that I do are always kind of interesting. And by holidays, I just mean holiday season. 
I'm not necessarily meaning, you know, I'm going to sing Jingle Bells. Although later this week, I am going to do a reading, a dramatic reading of The Night Before Christmas. There's no chance I'm doing a dramatic reading of The Night Before Christmas. I've got a good Elvis story, but me and Graceland, it always comes out at Christmas time. I got kicked out of Graceland. I know. How many people do you know get kicked out of Graceland? I got kicked out of Graceland. It's kind of a disturbing place to go if you've ever been. It's like a 30-mile radius has decided we're going to make money off one dead guy for as long as we can. Gas stations, just everything has you know TCB, lightning bolt. I didn't know what TCB, lightning bolt, meant. Back when I was in college, I was like, hey... It's Christmas. Let's go see, uh, grab the girlfriend and go see uh, Graceland. Like, do it. See what the jungle room's all about. Elvis had TVs on the roof, like, so he could watch TV in bed laying down. Like, that's pretty cool. And uh, so I get really close to, to, to Memphis. And Memphis is a nice city. I really like Memphis. I wouldn't want to live there, but it's a nice city. Great city to visit once for a weekend. Now I'm digressing. But TCB Lightning Bolt, do you know what it means? A lot of people don't know. Elvis had a motto called taking care of business in a flash. Like, I never knew that. And now you can buy all these necklaces and hound dogs that have TCB lightning bolts on them. Anyway, this time of year, stories are... And again, it just it sickens me to see how much money... How, how death could be monetized. The guy who wrote The um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, he passed away of a heart attack at 50. And, you know, he had a 30-year girlfriend. And she's sickened because he was a girlfriend. She did not inherit his money. She did not inherit his book rights. Got to get married. Got to come up with a will. That's your investment lesson of this segment. But his brother and his father inherited the rights. And they're starting to commercialize the girl with dragon tattoo. You could buy tattoos. You could buy clothes inspired by the movie. Like, okay, 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 okay. So anyway... Death is a great uh, way of commoditizing people, eh? So IBM comes out with a list of five wild predictions every year for the last five years. So this is the sixth year that they're doing it. And these predictions I always like end of the year because they're, they're kind of, to me, could be future investments. IBM's got a super R&D department. IBM stands for International Business Machines, right? IBM was such a powerful cultural force movie 2001, the computer was named HAL, H-A-L. A lot of people think that was IBM. I shifted back to H, B shifted back to A, M shifted back to L. Like, that's how culturally we were afraid of IBM in the late 60s. That's how culturally afraid we were of computers. Like, if you look at horror and, and science fiction, a lot of time what it's reflecting is our fears of the day. With Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, we were, you know, afraid of science, afraid of doctors. Uh, very, very classically seen. With Dracula, it was a, a clash of religion versus the common people. Dracula turned his back on God and, and basically got the curse of eternal life. So, but not the life he wanted. Anyway, uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, pharmaceuticals, you know, it's a reflection of the time. So IBM is a reflection of the time, in my opinion, as well. And, you know, they're, they're, they think one of their big five predictions, hey, it's Mr. Will Durst. Uh, one of their big five predictions is that we're going to be able to harness connect energy 
and that we're going to be able to use our bikes and our walking to generate substantial amounts of electricity. That's a cute little idea, right? And yeah, I think it'll happen. There's enough kinetic energy that we could probably power an iPad, maybe an iPod, but not much more. One of the next big five predictions about the future is you'll never need a password ever again. That in the next five years, we'll be using biometrics. Biological identity is going to become a password for about everything as you check your bank account, your balance, retinal scan, check your email with a voice imprint, letters, numbers, punctuation. Everything will be more biological and less keyboard and mousy. Now think, of, again, if you're Apple and you got Siri... You're thinking about that, right? Next big wild prediction about the future, IBM is researching newer and better ways to interface a computer with a human brain. We've seen this a little bit, and this is, this is very promising for people who have strokes. This is very promising for people uh, who are, are mentally challenged. Very po- uh, promising for people who've been in the war and, and been hurt. So using your mind to... There's actually a, a toy that you could buy where you could use your mind to control a robot. Like, they already exist. They think the digital divide will cease to exist where mobile devices are making information more accessible than ever before. IBM is positing that there will eventually be no gap left between information and the people who want it. Everyone will become information have instead of information have not. I believe that in the next five years. Junk mail is going to become a priority mail. Which is pretty interesting, because when you read that headline, you're like, screw that. We don't want junk mail to become priority. And their example that they gave, and IBM's given five wild predictions about the future, is that if you combine your preferences in your calendar, the technology will proactively reserve tickets to your favorite band's concert when your calendar shows you're free, or they'll research alternative travel plans when it detects bad weather along your route, and it'll tell you where to go. But more importantly, what you'll see is... um, you know, like your email will be so personalized, your spam mail won't feel like spam. Companies like Google will have collected so much information on you, they'll know that you like skiing. They'll know that you like to go see a Will Durst show. And they'll see that Will Durst is going to be at Whistler, and they'll say, hey, do you want to go? And it'll look like a, an email, but it'll be spam. So this is just stuff that IBM comes out with at the end of the year. It's cute. You know, sometimes they miss by a, a country mile, and sometimes they hit it right on. I love technology. The thing that I'm going to miss about most when I'm dead is missing where technology goes. Wife won't miss. Kids won't miss. I've been there, done that. You know, I've seen as much of the world that I really want to see. I'm going to miss technology. It's an odd thing to say out loud, but it, I think it's pretty true about me. Let's take a quick look at the overall markets and see how we're doing today. We started off very strong. In large part, some good housing starts. Housing starts put a lot of people to work. There's industries that put people to work. Now, there's good jobs and bad jobs. I talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. If you're not a member of the 10-hour club, you should be. So good jobs are private sector jobs. Bad jobs are government jobs. Sometimes a government job will cost more money than that person's able to bring in or produce in goods. So we talk about you know the blue collar. Housing starts are a good job. It puts a lot of people to work, just like cars put a lot of people to work. When you think about a car, you're like, steel company, okay? Yeah, okay. That's simple enough. But it gets as far as the secretary. It gets as far as the courier who brings the trucks on a truck 
or the new cars on a truck. It gets as far as the, the general manager, the finance manager, the salesperson. The car business is a big, big business in the United States. And again, it's not necessarily in your state. Like I went to the mall yesterday and Banana Republic's got a massive sale. And you're like, why is Banana Republic having a massive sale? Because like, people are affluent here. They're buying Banana Republic clothes. But then you think about Banana Republic across the United States and not so much. So Wall Street's jumping 2% today based on the idea that across the nation it's important to have these jobs. Dow's up 254. That's up 2.1%. NASDAQ's up 63. That's up 2.5%. S&P 500's up 28. That's up 2.4%. Gold's up 20 bucks, $16.17. and 17 an ounce. Hmm. So housing started to surge to a one-and-a-half-year high. Like, where was I one-and-a-half years ago? I was just a small lad in Alaska on the pipe. No, no, no. I was here. AT&T walks away from the T-Mobile deal. $4 billion to, to get that divorce. Hmm. Congress is basically saying, you know, anti-competitive. Apple bought a company today company from Israel called Anabit, maker of flash storage technology for up to $500 million. Flash memory is a huge play in the iPad. It's a huge play in the iPhone. So Anabit's developed a chip that enhances flash drive performance through signal processing. Chips already incorporated in Apple devices such as iPhone, iPad, and MacBook Air. Just a way of them improve their margins. Technology that they like Technology they want to protect with, you know, research and development or with patents. About $500 million. One of the reasons I own shares of Apple, and I'm going to continue to own shares of Apple, I think Tim Cook's a different CEO than Steve Jobs. And I think he's going to look at that $85 billion and say, you know what? Rob deserves a dividend. Rob deserves some income out of this. We got plenty. We're not going to pay off the deficit. We could dent it, but we're not going to do it. We're going to return it to the shareholders. There's only so many companies that Apple wants to buy that's going to quit, you know, acquire into their, their strategy. I love the dividend play on Apple. I love the vo- low valuation play on Apple. Um, I think it's $500 stock. I've been saying that for four years now. It's clearly my largest holding. Only thing that would make me change if the capital gains tax goes up. And then I'm going to do more of a put call strategy. Like, do you see how I'm... On one hand, I'm going to keep it till this level. On the other hand, I'm going to do this. Like, I know my options. When Steve Jobs died, I was like, good for the stock. Because we knew he was going to die for about four years before that. Demon known is better than the demon not known. Speaking of demons, we got Will Durst getting ready to come in the studio. Going to talk a little politics, a little year in review. Dow's up 252, NASDAQ up 63, S&P 500 up 28. You're listening to AM 1220. I'm Rob Black, KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Sitting across from me is one the only, Will Durst. Song bringing us back in is called Going to California. And you and I were talking during the break uh, before you come on air. 
Used to be like a California dream. Life used to be good. Now, you look at the world. Well, think about it. I mean, everybody in the world wants to live in America. Everybody in America wanted to live in California. Everybody in California wants to live in the Bay Area. So <clears throat> we are, you know, uh, but not anymore. Not anymore. I was just I was just talking to Rob, and you got robblack.com, which is so cool. Stop. Is that one B? It's two Bs. Two Bs? Yeah, R-O-B-B-L-A-C-K? Yeah. Did you have to pay for it? Because there's like 8,000 Rob Blacks. Well, I was actually pretty hip, and I was on to it. There's, uh-huh. um, I don't know if you ever watched 60 Minutes. Yeah. There's a porn producer named Rob Black. Yes, who, yes. Who used to have that website. And um, you would go there, and there'd be a lot of uh, toys, a lot of sex toys. <laughs> so I was doing a national radio show, 100 Markets. <laughs> And I had to come up with a stupid name. It was like um, 2020 Insight or something. I had to, it right, sounded right. like an optometrist web show on radio financials. But, yeah, so one day he let it slip, and I was on it, bought it for 10 years. Recently renewed it for another 10 years. Although I think in 10 years from now, we're not going to be using .coms. I think we're going to be using apps. So I'm, I'm focusing a little bit more on apps. The I, Rob Black? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm thinking of getting the I Durst. It's, it's Rob Black so 2.0. 2.0. Yeah, yeah. So basically it says all my stupid things and it repeats everything, but it'll tie my radio. And anyway, not about me. Stop that. You always do that about me. I love that. There's another um, Rob Black. You're, you're much more interesting than I am. There's a, kind of a soft, kind of wimpy soul singer out of England now who's a Rob Black. Uh, That's not good. <laughs> if he gets me chicks, it's good, but it ain't going to give me chicks. See, I got the Durst thing going. Was, uh, Fred Durst? Well, there's Fred Durst okay. uh, from Limp Bizkit. Kirsten Durst. Who's, uh, no, people she's would, Dunst. She's but people Dunst. might confuse it. No, but there's Seymour Durst. I don't know Seymour. You don't know Seymour? No, should I? Seymour owns most of Times Square. I did not know. Seymour is the guy behind the debt clock over by oh, yeah. the public library in New York. Yeah, that's... Uh, by the lines. The debt clock that shows trillions of dollars in deficits. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, and, he, and he puts it up and he, you know, he finances it. Uh, he's not getting subsidized or anything. And he had a son named Robert Durst who was famous because he dressed up as a woman and uh, killed his buddy and threw him into Galveston Bay. And then during the trial, he got off somehow, <laughs> even though he pretty much admitted. So that's what money can do. I mean, uh, the Seymour Durst. So I tried to get Durst.com, but uh, Seymour's people were right on top of it. Yeah. So I got WillDurst.com. WillDurst.com is good. And you're, sure. you're, you're here promoting 19th annual Big Fat Year End Comedy Show. You're going to be in Berkeley and Walnut Creek and Petaluma and San Jose. So people can go to WillDurst.com and figure this all out. And we're going to talk for the next hour. Um you know, we'll kind of weave some of this back in and, and year in review. It was a good year for comedy. No, for comedy. Because usually the year before a presidential election, kind of a slack year. You know, I mean, for me, it's, you know, it's fat and lean. It's feast and famine. And uh, the year before is usually kind of. And then the, the election year is when it gets really funny. But this year, it's, you know, this has been great. I was worried that you were going to say you're missing, you know, George Bush. You know, he was comedy every single day. He would open his mouth and come up with a new word. It was rip and read. Yeah. Uh, he was fantastic. Yeah. And then we get this little Obama change, and you can't really make fun of him. There's the race issue. Right, right. and But it's been pretty good. It's been a pretty fat year for comedy, especially uh, politically speaking. Oh, well, they ran so early, and they kept you know, playing leapfrog, and uh, I think that had a lot to do with it. The fact that, it, the, you know, the Republicans were playing anybody but Romney. 
I don't know what it is about Mitt, but they don't like him. Yeah, I've I've actually met him once. I was um. Kind oh of, really? Yeah, I was wrangled into a a, a a big dinner down in San Jose, and um, he's pretty plastic. He's pretty. He's kind of like a Ken doll. He's it's it's not enjoyable. I wrote a I read a nationally syndicated column, and uh, it's syndicated by Cagle Cartoon, so it's it's not the creator syndicate or you know. Uh, big-time Chicago Tribune features. But it, it goes out to different newspapers, you know, and I never know which one until I get an angry email from Prescott, Arizona, or Escanaba, Michigan, you know, second-tier, maybe third-tier cities. But I, uh, last week's article was called Weasel Boy versus Plastic Man. And uh, somebody sent me, uh, said I thought it was very funny, and I knew exactly who you were talking about by looking at the title. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. So, um, and let's save that, and we'll, you know, we'll do a, a formal countdown in the second hour. Uh, a lot of people don't know who you are. A lot of people do know who you are. A lot of people don't know they know who you are. You're a political comedian. You've been around for you've been around a long time. Yeah, thank you for not saying forever. <laughs> I remember when I was 12. Uh, <laughs> you were my mom's favorite comic when she was little. No, no, it was me. Showtime ran some sort of like laughathon, kind of like who's the funniest comedian, and I don't remember quite what it was, but my family always had cable early. And uh, you were on it and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, so to speak. Yes, yes, many years ago. That was 1982, actually. 1982? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when I first moved to San Francisco, and it was the uh, San Francisco International Open Stand-Up Comedy Competition. I came in fourth that year. And Jim I was pulling for you. Won. Yeah. Oh, oh. I, was fo- I, I should have won. Yeah. I should have won. I won the next year. I won in 83, but I should have won in 82. Too. It's, it's funny when you look back at these comedy shows at how genius people used to be. And then sometimes they become incredibly lame, like Jerry Seinfeld. He was a genius stand-up comedian, and now he's kind of yeah, a but, pitch man. Yeah, still but, funny. Yeah, he's still funny. You see him when he does a stand-up, man. And he is the best technician. He knows how to craft a joke down to its essential syllables. I'm with you. And again, we're going to disagree a little bit All because, right. like, uh, I not not the best comment in the world. I'm not a Robin Williams fan. Uh, I'm a big and, Robin Williams, and everyone's a big Robin Williams. Fan. I am. So Any, anybody in comedy is. So that, I, so that should tell you something. Absolutely, I'm not a comedic, comedic yeah. genius. I like my cerebral comedy. That's why I like your stuff. That's why I like. Um, gosh, I should never open a can of worms when I can't. Mark Maron. Um, uh, Black. Louis Black. Louis Black. Louis Black. Very funny man. Paid Great top, guy too. Paid top dollar to see him last year. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Great uh, guy. We'll talk about that and more. So, Bill Wilder sitting in with us for the whole hour. Stay tuned. It should be fun. It should be interesting. Look into San Francisco. Look into politics. Look into the year that was 2011. You can find out more about his shows coming up at willdurst.com. Willdurst.com. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back on AM 1220 KDOW. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, or welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Kind of the Generation X approach to finance. 
kind of Generation X approach to everything. I bring in a lot of technology news, a lot of gadget and product news. Um, along the way, talk a little politics on occasion. I've slowly come to the realization that I'm apathetic about politics and I shouldn't be. Um, I think I was raised with a Republican father. Uh, we never talked about it, but I think I was raised with a Republican father. Um, conservative Republican, you know, big in defense. He was in the military, so that makes sense. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've kind of become really disillusioned with it all. It's uh, We saw a big episode of it this year, and sitting in with me today is Will Durst. You can find him at willdurst.com. Famous American satirist, San Francisco street, so to speak. Uh, so we're going to talk year in review. We're going to talk 2011, 2012. It should be interesting politics, to say the least. Well, let's school me a little bit. Like, <coughs> it, it, I should care more, shouldn't I? Like, I shouldn't be disillusioned. Well, you should realize that it affects you. Yeah, that it all that it all affects you. And I grew up the same way. You know, my father was a Reagan Democrat. He was a, a blue collar guy. He was a union guy, and uh, he he kind of voted against against his own self interest. It's interesting because I think when I was growing up, libertarians were jokes. And kind of what I'm learning is I'd probably call myself more libertarian than Republican or Democrat. Like, I think I'm a little bit more conservative. I'd like us not to spend what we don't make as a nation. Uh, pretty simple across the board there. Socially, I want as much as possible. Uh, but I realize there has to be a limit on it. But I think I'm more libertarian. But then I'm, I'm, I'm destroyed by that because libertarian candidates aren't, how shall we say, marketable. Or viable, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they just, I don't know, they... It, it seems like such a fringe group, but I, I have a friend who's a comedian. His name is Tim Slagle. Very funny, and he's uh, he's on the other side. You know, I'm on the forty yard line of the left, and he's on the forty yard line of the right. Although they've kind of moved uh, the the yards, uh, they've kind of moved the field, and I find myself on the twenty. But I'm a social liberal and a fiscal conservative. But he says that a libertarian is a, a liberal who got mugged or a liberal with a gun or a conservative who smokes pot. That's his definition of a libertarian. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm one of the two of those. <laughs> one of the two. Maybe when I was younger. <laughs> I never inhaled. Oh, good God. So, um, 2011 was great. 2011 was great, and we're doing a little bit of a review. Before we go there, and again, I just... I, I assume you know stuff because this is the area that you play in. You ever wish like we were more like in Australia, like where you had eighteen to twenty different types of uh, you know politicians and you know people that represent gays, people that represent you know liberals, people that represent surfers. Like we just we're too Republican and Democrat, too black and white. It's too. It's a two party system. It's crazy. It is what it is. You know. I mean, you have to deal with that. And I and I agree. It would be fun to have, but in Australia. You are mandated to vote. Well, not mandated to vote. You're mandated to go to the polls. Or you can be fined. I think it's a $25 fine. It's no big deal. But you have to go to the polls and sign up. Now, yeah. once you're at the polls, you can choose to enter the booth or not even you – can, you can show your displeasure by signing up and then leaving and not voting. But I like that. I, I like making citizenship you know, participatory. It would probably help you out to live in Australia and to work in Australia because you'd have more people to target. And they well, they would also understand politics more because they were forced into the system. Here, you know, that's why I can't do comedy clubs anymore because the kids don't care. You don't – the average age of comedy club is 18 to 35, yeah. which was great when I was 18 to 35. But until you're 35 and, – and my generation – 
was into politics because they were getting drafted and sent off to a war. And that's how they were able to keep, you know, the young people out of the, they got rid of the draft. So, I mean, that's a whole different thing. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm working with that. I'm trying to digest that. And I, I don't know if I agree with you that everyone should be able to vote in America. I think there should be a, like a driver's test. There should be some people who don't vote. <laughs> there should be some people who don't run. Sarah Palin's talking about jumping in late into the GOP candidacy. No, she's not. She says. She, she said last night in an interview, there's still room for me to move in. No, there isn't. Well, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great for me because I have a book that's <laughs> ready to come out. You got another book coming? No, it, but it got scuttled because she wasn't running. It was going to be a, a joke book. You can actually see it. It's instead of where the wild things are, this is where the rogue things go. And it was all ready to go to print, and then she decided not to run for print. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, I know. Did you get the advance at least? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's always important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of money in books, or at least for financial guys, there's not. My book, I got paid $10,000 in advance. and That I, was it? Yeah, no royalties? Well, the royalties keep coming back, and once it hits over 10000 I get, you know, all that gravy. Buck 20 here, buck 20 there. It's never hit above 10000 <laughs> Uh, yeah, do you, uh, do you check it on Amazon? I do, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? My, let's put it this way. My app sells better than my book. You have an app? Yeah, a I Rob do. Black app? I do, I do. So, Is it Rob Black 2.0? It's uh, just my podcast. And it's buck ninety nine, And and that's uh, forever? It's yeah. not yeah, you yearly? Get, or? You buy it once, and I get like, uh, I guess, twenty of it. So every month I get like, you know, 25, 30 bucks. Dude, you got to make it a yearly. <sighs> Got to get them to sign up every year. I'm not in this for the money. I'm, yeah. in, it for, I'm in it for the chicks. <laughs> You've heard my story about the Playboy model. <laughs> no. I was married to a Playboy model for less than a year. For less than a year? Yeah, she cheated on me with a 62-year-old French guy. She did not. She did. So <laughs> she was trying to. She left her emails open. And uh, it's horrible, Will. And I don't want to go into this because it's going to make you cry. And we're trying to make people laugh today. <laughs> But your present wife is lovely. Oh, we're not talking about that. No. Right. So, yeah. Uh, we're not talking any love. We're not talking any positives. We're t- going down the, <laughs> the road of negative. Let's talk Anthony Weiner. He was the number one. The number one story. Comedic. Now, these are the comedic news stories yeah. of 2011. These are not your serious news stories. These, you know, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened this year that is not funny you know the arab spring uh what happened in tucson there uh, a lot of stuff that went down that was important but not funny i'm talking about the stuff that was mockable the stuff that you could use to you know taunt and scoff and and make light of and anthony weiner yeah was the number one how does how does the world get away with an anthony weiner that he gets taken down and president clinton while he was governor running for president he had like 20 women come out and they were like trailer trash women come out against him and say that, you know, police used to like put us together and behind. Like, how did some people get Teflon and some people don't? The famous Letterman line, step out of the car and put your hands on the governor. <laughs> That's a good line. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how to, and part of it was. He was a bit of an unknown. He was much more of a charming guy. Uh-huh. And a lot of and, – and Hillary sat next to him in the 60 Minutes interview, and that really helped because he didn't win New Hampshire in 92. Everybody thinks he won New Hampshire. He did not win. He came in second to Songus 
And Songus, uh, he just didn't have, he he didn't have the moxie to continue on. Songus so, was a little bit like a Romney. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he he didn't have the kind of professional campaign that Romney has. That's why Romney's going to end up with the nomination because he's going to be able to outlast Gingrich. Yeah. Songus was Greek, right? Yeah. Like I'm showing some ignorance right now. No, 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 no. And it came right after uh, Dukakis. You know, Songus was actually Greek for Dukakis. I almost got fired from this job earlier this year. <laughs> I basically said uh, the Greeks are protesting and uh, they're getting their monthly shower with a, a water cannon. Oh, you said that? I did. <laughs> Out loud on the radio? Yeah, this is like a therapy session for me. I've got a lot of problems with a lot of people. <laughs> well, especially the Greeks. <laughs> We're not going to go down that road No, again. no, no. I mean, I mean the fact that they don't pay taxes, they don't report anything. Absolutely. we got yeah. 10 seconds. So let's push Wilders.com. Wilders.com. Nick Fett, you're in. Kiss Huff Comedy Show. Seven cities. Seven nights. December 26th through January 1st. We're going to keep them the whole hour. We'll be right back. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back, Ken. AM twelve twenty KDOW. I'm Rob Black. KDOW. KDOW. Yeah, we're uh, business radio. Business radio. Where we're a bullet shot in a business. No one else does this. KDOW. So you would never imagine this format could be uh, successful and viable, but people care about the economy. No, who are your advertisers? Are they good? I don't know. Hmm? Mentholated. <laughs> I don't. Just foot me. rubbers. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I've almost been fired for taking taking on some of the advertisers. No, no, I, I'm not taking them on. I'm just yeah. Oh, I've okay. I've taken them on. Uh. So <laughs> when I don't like something, I say it. I don't have much of a filter. But Will Durst is here. He's going to have the 19th annual Big Fat Year End Comedy Show. He does this every year. It's 19th annual, so he's uh, pretty good at it. He's going to be in Walnut Creek on the 26th, Berkeley on the 27th, Petaluma on the 28th, 29th, San Jose. Why Petaluma? It's not Petaluma. It's actually Sebastopol. Is it Sebastopol? Does it say Petaluma out there? It did say, say unless That's I wrong. don't. Unless I'm That's ha- wrong. I might have had a stroke. <laughs> and then San Jose, <clears throat> then Livermore on the 30th, and Alameda on the 31st, and Mill Valley on the 1st. So people can find these locations, because that's a lot of locations in the Bay Area, but you're basically busy for the next two weeks, it sounds like. Yeah, starting the day after Christmas. And it's a, it's a good show. What we do, it's Johnny Steele, Devin Mike, Arthur Gauss, Mari Magaloni, and me, and we do sketches, and we do you know uh, stand-up. Everybody does a stand-up. I'll finish with 20 minutes, and I got 20 minutes. Brand new 20 minutes from last year. Improv? Any any live off the cuff stuff? Uh, Devin might do that. Okay, so uh, they'll do that, and then we'll do voiceovers, you know, off stage, and and we do our most memorable moments. We we all come out and introduce ourselves. We do our most, and there's so many this year. You know, we were just talking earlier about uh, what was his name, Gr- Gamble or something, uh, Doctor. Hold on, was I here? No, the the <laughs> was, uh, the the rapture, the two raptures. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That we almost died. That uh, we may be living in an imaginary kind of afterworld right now. For all we know, it's, it's kind of like Dexter's sister catching them at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Whoops, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> I love doing that. I did that. Uh, and then the dog died. 
I did that uh, spoiler alert for uh, um, 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 Harry Potter when the last book came out. I was like, the little girl dies at the end of it. Oh. <laughs> Within 30 minutes, the publisher was there on the no phone. There is girl. Hermione or whatever. Oh, Hermione. Who was now she hot and old. She doesn't die. I know. See, I made it up. The publisher was basically threatening to sue me if I didn't retract it within one day. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. 30 minutes they found me. Wow. So 30 minutes they found my boss. <laughs> so let's talk about 2011. The third book was the best book, anyhow. The seventh book sucked. I am so not reading those books. <laughs> you are not getting me into that, Mr. Durst. I want to read Hunger Games. That's a new series. Yeah, you and your reading. I, I You're all highbrow. <laughs> I, you know, that's my idea of a vacation. I am not one of these adventure vacation people. <clears throat> I do not want to go climb the pyramids of Machu Picchu, you know, to in my vacation. My idea of a vacation is I sit around a pool in Hawaii and a waitress brings me cold anchors. That's my idea of a vacation. That's pretty good. While I read a mystery. See, my idea of a vacation is kind of like McDonald's. It's twice a year. I get wild sex and McDonald's. And McDonald's? Yeah. And what do you have when you go to the McDonald's? I just, twice a year. It's only twice a year I get two things that I enjoy. What? <laughs> sex and, rest, and McDonald's. And the rest of the year, it's just pain, hate, give me the paycheck. And vegetables. And vegetables. <laughs> pain, hate, and vegetables. It's true. So you can find out more about Will Durst at willdurst.com. Yeah, yeah. Big events coming up, the big fat year in comedy. How, how much does that something like that run for a good two, three hours of comedy? Uh, it's about two and a half hours with break, yeah. Right. 220 How much? How, uh, cash? 20 bucks, usually. Perfect. 20 bucks, yeah. That's a good night of entertainment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My, my big two nights out this year were both comedy shows. Where'd you go? Um, the, the winery down in Sonoma. Yeah, yeah. Not in Sonoma. Um, Livermore? No, 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 no. Saratoga? Saratoga. Yeah. That's a gorgeous venue. Oh, man, when you're up there and it's sunset yep. and uh, the, it's just getting dark and it's one of those beautiful summer nights, you know, where it drops from 72 to maybe 64. Oh, I got uh, Craig Who'd Ferguson. You see? Craig Ferguson and oh. Lewis Black. Oh, you so, saw Lewis? Yeah, and I've always wanted to see him. and He's off the bucket list. And that's a great venue to see him because, yeah. yeah. He's worth the money. I saw Elvis Presley. I mean, Elvis Costello. I'm sorry. <laughs> Elvis Costello up there. You big Elvis Costello fan? No. Okay. No, I don't like music. Really? I don't like music. Okay. Yeah. I listen to it. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't go. I used to listen to music, and then it splintered off, and it became a full-time occupation. A lot of Rolling Stones <clears throat> snobs really like Elvis Costello. I like Stones. I okay. like the Beatles. You know, I like that. That's my... Generation, yeah. I was telling my boss yesterday about... Um, I like this song by this group called Foster the People. Have Pumped you heard? Up Kicks? Pup, I love Pumped Up Kicks. Do you know what the song's about? Yeah. What? It's like a, <laughs> a Littleton I, I, kind of a thing. I, I don't know what it's about. Yeah. So, um, no, it's about a kid shooting other kids. Yeah, like a Littleton. Littleton. Not a Littleton. What Littleton, was Colorado. Was that, was that Littleton? Yeah. What was the name of that place? What was it called? It wasn't Littleton. All right. Now, I'll get it during the commercial break. Columbine. Columbine. That was the name of the high school. It was okay. in Littleton, Colorado. Okay, okay. So the, yeah. you're, you're right. You're always right, Mr. Durst. No, you're no. I just right. happened to be right because I did a one-man show in Littleton, so that's why I knew. I forgot the name of the high school. Did you bring up the yeah. the shooting? Or was it too soon? No, no. That was kind of like... Uh, yeah. It's like... <laughs> 
I did a gig in Roseville last year for the Chamber of Commerce, and it was uh, the week after the mall burned down. The guy went into the mall and he yeah. burned a store, and then uh, the cops didn't want to, they wanted to turn off the sprinkler system because they had their little robot going in to find out and they didn't want to short circuit the robot and then the fire spread but they couldn't reboot the system for the sprinkler and that's why the mall burned down <laughs> and they said and I'm doing the chamber of commerce they said don't don't mention fires or malls <laughs> or police or heart attacks <laughs> love that <laughs> love that uh, cuz Roseville wouldn't even be on the map if their their mall didn't burn down, I know. I've been in Roseville, and there's like a nice Applebee's. There's, <laughs> and that's about that's about it. And they have a prefix menu. It's it's, <laughs> it's an exclusive. Apple. So let's talk some of the big stories of the year because uh, we are running out of time. Um, you know, one that jumps out to me, Herman Cain. We got about a minute and a half, two minutes. Um, Herman Cain was great for me. I'm not sure he was great for the Republican Party, but he was great for me because he was just doing it to to raise his you know his profile. It was kind of an audition tape for Roger Ailes and Fox News, and then he was brought down by a classic case of he said she said she said she said she said she said she said. Did I say cheesehead? <laughs> we could talk about Wisconsin. Go pack, go go pack. Oh, and they lost the Chiefs. I'm a Packer fan. Oh. Um, it doesn't really show the... Hey, you're wearing green and well, gold. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But um, off topic, um, 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 Herman Cain, was he basically Ross Perot 20 years later? I, I think Ross Perot actually had ideas, but they used the same kind of language. You know, the, the, the problem with the deficit is uh, like a hen house and a chicken coop, you know, or a rabbit and a, you know, you got to choose or between or uh, get off the bus. <laughs> Let's talk about Saturday Night Live next break. <laughs> because Saturday Night Live has really turned political, which is interesting to think about, and as has a couple other shows. But let's talk about that. Coming up, we're going to talk more Will Durst. You can find him online at willdurst.com. We'll talk about the 19th annual Big Fat Year in Comet Show. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. There you go. I love that song. There's a service. There's a service called Spotify that you can, um, it's kind of like Napster and Pandora, and now there's Spotify, and it's just another version of these paid services. Two bucks a month, you can basically say, let's listen to this song, but there'll be a hippie version. A reggae version, an acoustic version. So it's cool for finding odd, odd versions of songs. And again, it's you know you got to try to stay hip and trendy, especially when you do a radio show like this. But there you go, Spotify. If you haven't picked it up, it's worthy of a a, a month or two subscription. Well, my wife is a big music fan, so we listen to music in the car when she's in the car with me. When she's not in the car with me, I listen to news talk. It's either you guys twelve. 1220 oh, don't lie. KDOW. Don't lie. He's looking for a sign right now. I'm trying to figure out what the number is. <laughs> well, you don't listen to KGO anymore. I do. They, they fired basically 90% of their staff. Oh, my good friend Gil Gross is gone, too. I wasn't a big fan of Gil Gross. I'm a, you know, he's a great guy. Is he? He's a great, great guy. Here's my, here's my Gil Gross story or my KGO story. I got fired from CNET. No, I get, it. No, I get fired. The station got sold. I moved to California 11 years ago. CNET got taken to over. To CNET? Yeah. And how long were you there? 
A year and a half, but oh, I was only in California two months, and the uh, station gets sold. I was like, I just sold a mansion baka on the East Coast. <laughs> and my fans, they got me a job at Cron, but um, I called KG. I called Mickey Luckoff. Yeah. And I said, uh, hey, Mickey, um, I, ratings were up 600%. It's at CNET. I'd love to get a job for you. And he goes, is your show number one? I go, no, no, no. We, you know, we were like 14th, but it was okay. You know, we moved it up from 25th to 14th. And he goes, every show here is number one. So when you're number one, let me know. No, Mickey Luckoff said yeah, he that? Was, he, was, he was a Richard to me. <laughs> can't, you can't say that? Uh, I don't know if I can or can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm already on like a formal uh, he was. Yeah, he was to me too. I was filling in for Ron Eason back in the uh, 80s. And Mickey wouldn't hire me. Yeah, and he was pretty arrogant about it. And so when he got fired, I go, I sent him an email. He didn't. He didn't get fired. He left. He basically got pushed out the door. Yeah, yeah, because Which, they said that they're going to make all the decisions. So he said, "Well, what do you need me for?" And, and then now everybody's going from KGO. Yeah. And I heard, well, Ben Fong Torres said that 910-year-old station is going to move and fill in the 960 spot, and they're going to make 910 the clear channel. That used to be the right wing. Right wing's going to move to the left wing slot. Yeah. Left wing's going to move online, which means good luck finding it. Right. And they're going to fill 910 with radio talk show. We'll see. Clear Channel doesn't spend money. So, I don't know. You might be right. Yeah. They spend money on uh, Getty and what? what's it? Armstrong. Armstrong. It's syndicated out of Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. They're not paying any money over that. So if it wasn't a show, they're paying them, but they own them in Sacramento. They're paying them in Sacramento. Yeah, but they're paying Sacramento dollars. Yeah, which is like <laughs> corn chips. <laughs> You've been to Sacramento, right? I love Sacramento. Sacramento's a swamp. I could live there if it weren't for August. Oh, I could live in Tahoe, which is just past Sacramento, but not Sacramento. <laughs> I love Sacramento. We're two hours from everywhere. <laughs> it's hot. No, no, it's, you're two hours from anywhere. <laughs> it's 114 degrees. People melt in Sacramento. Yeah, that's that's my problem with Sacramento. Yeah, so I, I could live there for. And the problem with August is that it stretches from May until October. You got a problem with August in Sacramento? Yeah, yeah. Just checking, just checking. the hundred twenty. Trying to get, trying to get a little bit more love here, a little less hate. So let's talk the year in review. We're running out of time. We got uh, twenty minutes left. Yes. Uh, well, you got to include Occupy in there. Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. So the rest of the country can experience Burning Man without that annoying playa dust or art. Did you make it out to any of the Occupy San Francisco's, Occupy Oakland? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. What was it, the feel? You know, when I went and I went for the General Assemblies, it was also civilized. And, you know, on the fringes, there were like homeless guys. And, and that's the problem with being a liberal. Being a liberal, I mean, the very definition of liberal means accepting of many viewpoints. They had to let everybody in. You know, it was the balkanization. That was the problem that, you know, you couldn't focus on on what their issue was, the 99 versus 1%. I've been in a, a hate management class, and uh, one, of the stu- <laughs> one of the students in the class. <coughs> Are you teaching it, or are you? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm working my anger issues through. But one of the kids was like a 20-year-old kid, and she's like, yeah, like, we just go to Occupy San Francisco to, like, drink. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of that. Drink and hook up. And there was uh, homeless guys on the fringe, you know, wandering on the fringe, asking for food. And, and uh, you know, you had the global warming people, you had the sea turtle people, and they just can't focus on one issue. Super committee. When that was announced, uh, 
for Will Durst, that's fodder. Like that's that's good, good, good. Con- it's Super Congress. Slower than a slug on Thorazine, less powerful than a soggy Kleenex, unable to compromise in a million years. Yeah, super Congress. And I'll just kick the can down the road. Yeah, but I think it was designed to. Yeah. For the trigger cuts. Because they decided what they wanted to do and where the money was going to come from. They didn't want to announce it, so they used the super committee as like a washer, as like a, a buffer. You know, and I think I think that's what it was supposed to be. I think that's what it, the trigger cuts were supposed to be. What happened anyhow? It seems to be what a lot of politics is about these days. Kicking the can down the road. Kicking the can down the road. Uh, you know, right now we got the payroll tax cuts that they're like, let's extend it for two more months. Republicans are trying to say no. Let's uh, you know raise it a little bit, get a little bit more money in people's pockets because they'll actually spend it. Um, I'm apathetic. I kind of like the payroll tax cuts because it means I have money, money in the pocket. Exactly. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather have my money and not put in Social Security because I'll never see Social Security. I will. Yeah, you're you're on Social Security yeah. now, aren't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> but thanks for playing our game. What do we have for Anthony? Absolutely nothing. Uh, no, but I'm looking at it in about 10 years. You know, I mean, it's coming my way. You and are, Yes. You are not 50. Yeah, thank you. You're very sweet. <laughs> that was a nice save there. Uh, yes. Uh, so, but the, you got to admit, the Republicans, their negotiating stance all year long has been consistent. No, 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 no. It's yeah. It's been a little bit. John Boehner, John Boner. Yeah. Um, well, that's the Weiner Weiner problem. The Weiner Weiner. Yeah. yeah. That would have been a great ticket. Yeah, if Anthony Weiner's name had been Weiner, nobody would have cared. I mean, Weiner's still a lousy name for a politician. I still, I one of the things that you didn't put in your top ten year list, which I would, was it was the year of Twitter. You had Charlie Sheen having a meltdown on Twitter. You had uh, was that this year? Was that last year? I want to say this year. No, I think that was the end of last year. No, it was. It had to be spring. I was doing Charlie Sheen jokes last year. Newsflash: I am special, and I will never be one of you. It had to be spring because he was on. They only replaced him this fall. That's okay. Just go with me. Just just All pretend right. that I'm right. right. Yeah. Um, Osama bin Laden. We found out that he was dead 20 minutes before CNN dead on Twitter. Twitter's been a big year. It, it ruined Wiener. Um, I mean, it's certainly. And thank God we didn't have you know tweeting capabilities during the Clinton administration. I instantly <laughs> grabbed my phone and deleted everything. <laughs> I got the tiger app that wipes everything clean. <laughs> Oh, I know. You're saying, I'm going to hire this young genius to be a comedy writer for me. Anthony Weiner. No, that that comedy genius. <laughs> me. No, you. Me, oh. me, me. Oh. Okay, maybe not. Uh, I'll let you into a show, though. You want to come to one of my shows? Oh, cash value? No. Can I, can I resell the tickets? No. You know, I actually did that one day when I was poor. <laughs> <laughs> I started my business... <laughs> started my business 20 years ago, and you someone get... gave me some Redskin tickets. Oh, really? And uh, he was a friend of mine, you know, someone I was working with, and I instantly sold those. Like, I, need I did that this year. Oh, yeah? I, what tickets? I uh, went to the Aspen Ideas Festival. Okay. It's a big, fancy, hoity-toity, you know, and they, they, they don't pay you, but they fly you in. And hmm. I had to do the donor's dinner. So, you know, Alan Simpson, uh, Senator Alan Simpson's in the audience, and David Brooks is in the audience, and I'm doing jokes for the little cocktail party, and I did okay. And then there was, like, this little contest. It was at a campus, like a university campus, and if you stopped at each of these spots and got your little 
Ideas Festival passport stamp, you entered a contest. I won two tickets to the U.S. Open. But it was in New York, and I'm in San Francisco, so I put them up at StubHub, and we got like 800 bucks for it. Awesome. Yeah. So we took a vacation in Monterey. And, uh, Have you ever been to a sporting event in New York? Yeah, I've been to Yankee and there's, Shea. There's, they're special events, aren't they? <laughs> Let your West Coast friends know that New York's not evil. It's fun to visit. Well, we were wearing... Go east of the Rockies. My wife was wearing giant stuff because we're big San Francisco Giants fans. Right. And we were... This was like... That's not smart. Uh, 2002 yeah. Shea Stadium, yeah. third game of a three-game sweep of the Mets. So they were a bit... Sh- Sit down! Because <laughs> we got, stood when Barry hit a home run. Sit down! <laughs> I got uh, tickets to... I, I was a Washington Capitals fan. I used to live in Washington, D.C., and um, went up to an Islanders game and had my jersey on. And New York Islanders, it's pretty blue collar. It's pretty tough. Long Island's tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, they told me, sit down or I'll knock your eye out of your head and onto the ice. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm That's now a clever <laughs> repost. I know. So I'm like, yay, go Islanders. <laughs> I got punched in the back of the head at a Flyers game. Like, you don't mess with home teams on the East Coast. Oh, uh, well, yeah, but it happened. Uh, we went to a UNLV Wisconsin game, and people were spitting and throwing beer on us, even though we weren't wearing regalia. I mean, no. we were, you know, we were just normal. We were obviously rooting for Wisconsin, but it wasn't like we were wearing, you know, red or anything. It wasn't like you were wearing prison orange, which is what they wear at UNLV games. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Well, that's a basketball game. This was a football game. So we got about a minute to plug. Um <laughs> 30 seconds to play. Uh, Rick Perry had to be in the top 10. Uh, a lot of people were in the top 10. 19th annual Big Fat Year in Comedy Show. A lot of uh, cities around the Bay. Berkeley, Walnut Creek. Santa December 26th or January 1st. Check out Wilders.com. We'll see you there. Absolutely. And can I come back? Yeah, we got another th- uh, 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, just don't push yourself out yet. Oh. I'll push you out when it's time. AM 1220 KDOW. You can find him at WillDurst.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. It's the hip Will Durst clapping along. So Will Durst and I go back, oh, two years. (laughs) Way back to 2009. Our good uh, friend and co-friend, uh, Heidi Hartley, put us together. And, yes, yes. Uh, I think we got a lifelong friendship now. Yeah. 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 Well, you're a smart radio guy. There's oh, few and far between. I want to go that far. Yeah. And again, I won't be. As soon as they get a monkey yeah. that plays cymbals, <laughs> I'm out. Baby monkey. They've, they've actually been auditioning monkeys who play cymbals in studio while I'm here, and I'm not very happy about it. <laughs> so you got the big 19th annual Big Fat Year End Comedy Show. It's It's... It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work because each individual theater has different, you know, exigencies. You know, some of them you have to buy your own insurance. Some of them uh, change management every two weeks. This is our first time at the Freight and Salvage in Berkeley, which is Tuesday the 27th. So that'll be fun. We're going to repeat the show on Monday so people get, you know, some more dose of it. Ah, um, so, come, yeah, come on, uh, come, yeah. On, uh, come tomorrow to Berkeley. So 
I just turned on, and I got to get your opinion on this uh, because I'm getting this for all the people that I love. The Chia Obama. Don't you love the ad? It's so reverential and and presidential. And this is how we're going to honor the 44th president of the United States by growing green moss out of his head. Isn't it almost? <laughs> isn't it almost racist? I I don't. I it's just unseemly. A green afro is what I see. Oh. Now, I get the Chia Pet, the Chia Sheep. I, I get the Free Chia shipping Santa. on two or more units. I know. And you can get Amazon.com. They'll get it to your house tomorrow. Yeah, but don't they have it at Walgreens? I, I, I don't go to Walgreens. No. You don't go to Walgreens? No, Walgreens and CVS are just filled with people who are like on the uh, FBI's most wanted. Like, I don't, I don't associate with the plebeians. How do you live? No, I'm not do at Walgreens. Have, do you have people who go How to Walgreens you, for you? What are you buying at Walgreens that makes your life so good? <laughs> Chia Obamas? I want to. I want to find out. Don't you? Well, you obviously don't buy uh, like Barbasol shave cream or anything. No, no. I, I have a, my cat licks my whiskers off. Yeah. In the morning. <laughs> I don't exactly have a full beard of you <laughs> once a week, whether yeah. I need it or not. Yeah. A little milk on each side. No Barbasol needed. Uh, contact yeah. lens solution? No, no. I got my eyes. My eyes are perfect. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Good, good. So, okay, I spent five thousand dollars on the lady. So you don't go to, <laughs> so you don't go to Walgreens. No, no, it's way beneath me. Oh god, you don't go to Walgreens. Do I you? go to Walgreens all the time. People would be Sometimes like, "Hey, Will Durst." Three times in two weeks. You ever have that happen to you, where you haven't been someplace for like eighteen months, yeah, and then you end up there three times in two weeks for no apparent reason? I just send my help. <laughs> I'm very important. <laughs> <laughs> You're hard to have a conversation with. <laughs> you're, a cr- you're a contrarian. So my Facebook group page is I hate Rob Black. <laughs> I figure anyone who hates me, I've taken the venom away from them. Uh, What's your Facebook page? It's just Wilder's Facebook fan page. Okay. Whatever. And they can find out about your 19th annual big fat year-end comedy shows? I, I think there's something up there. I don't know. I'm no good at this. Is there uh, like a class on Facebook that you can take? Is there a tutorial? No. Because I don't actually, know how to do any of that, that Facebook class is actually, they're going to euthanize you when you go to it. <laughs> don't, don't go. Oh, not a winner. <laughs> not a winner. Which Drew Carry on Price is Right still wrong. It never worked for me. Did it work for you? You know, my problem with it is that he's trying to look hip. You know, he lost the glasses and he lost weight. I like the old Drew Carey. I like Drew Carey 1.0. I like know? Bob Barker. Old man who would, like, grope the ladies. Yeah, well, you know, he liked the ladies. He, I was, do like the ladies. he was very yeah. handy with the ladies. He was handy with the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did a, mor- I did a morning show uh, on Crime. Radio? TV? No, morning TV. It was yeah. Rob Black and your money from 10 to 10.30. I beat Bob Barker in the ratings once. and I was you like, beat him? Yeah, I was like, I was ready to quit. I never beat the, the, the hose from the veal. Never beat them. Never even came close to their ratings. But I did beat Bob Barker. Did so you have I, a special guest? or no, people? Their TV channels broke on three or something or four? <laughs> Be nice to me. <laughs> well, no. I mean, how does that happen? You just beat them once. Well, that's, I stopped looking after that. I probably beat them uh, after that. But that's going to be on my tombstone. I beat Bob Barker. I had a TV show on KQED. Okay. Uh, PBS. I've been fired by them for three times. Yeah. And the first time, it was a show called The Durst Amendment. Okay. And it premiered in December of 96. And I had made a bet in a promo that if Bob Dole didn't win the presidency, 
against Bill Clinton in November 96 that I would shave my head live <laughs> on TV. So at the end of the show, we, we pull out a barber chair, and a barber comes out, and he shaves my head on live TV, and we got a 4-7. Wow. Yeah, in a ratings. 4-7 that night. I think I had a 1-8. We never had a four seven. That's we did, awesome. We did, and you got fired the next day. Yeah, we did. No, we did three years of shows, and wow, we were good for you. we were bumped up. Uh, it was uh, Mark Russell would do a half hour, and then we would do a half hour. Ah, oh, so Mark Russell—that's a name I haven't heard in a while. And then we were starting to syndicate, and we had two stations: one in one in Pittsburgh, yeah. and one in New Haven, or something. Picked us up, and then they fired me. After we started syndicating. A lot of people don't know. PBS is a for-profit company, even though they're not a for-profit company. It's, it's, it's big business. You know what it is? It's a bunch of fiefdoms in search of a Lancelot is what it is. Because everybody runs every station. They can have a national, you know, you think that Masterpiece Theater, that everybody will run it at the same yeah. time. No. Every little station manager decides what's best for his little market. And then they all want you to do something special for their market. But they can't coordinate the publicity. They can't do any national publicity either. I did a PBS show, but I don't want to talk about it. Oh, dear. Yeah. We'll talk about that on Not a good experience, huh? Um, No. No, it wasn't good. After a year, I was Are you still on Cron? Yeah, I'm still on Cron. Of course I'm on Cron. Don't promote me. Promote you. 19th Annual Big Fat (laughs) Year in Comedy Show. Aren't you on from 4 to 5 every day? You're going to be in Walnut Creek. You're going to be in Berkeley, San Jose. You're not going to be in Petaluma, though. No, we're going to be in Sebastopol. Adam Luma's got the chickens, but what's Sebastopol got? Uh, the eggs. <laughs> the honeys. The hens. <laughs> You'll talk uh, end of the year stuff. It's a fun show. This is the time of year where you're stressed. Go laugh. Yes. Go relax. Yes. It's cathartic. It is, I, th- I, I love comedy shows. Or lethargic. I, yeah. One of those two. I, I do get a little stressed. Yeah. I get worked up. So it's the 19th annual Big Fat Year End Comedy Show. You can find them at willdurst.com, willdurst.com. you got four seconds. Uh, thanks for coming, and I hope to see you next year. Perfect. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.